What's going on, Roller Gender listeners? It's me, your boy, your man, coming to you right now with another podcast. This one is going to be very interesting. Um, so, one of my club members, you know, was talking, and he said he's kind of frustrated right now because the BOP's been ain't been giving him a break. He's saying. He getting some real good quality spins, some real good spinners, but it's like the BOP keep, keep taking all of the, the really, really, really good ones. So I told him what Mr. Higgins told me. Well, Mr. Higgins told me he was saying it more as a joke, but he was kind of serious, but it was like a joke. But it made sense if you think about it. He said, and I told him the same thing. The Hawks and Falcons keep taking the best ones. He said, well, that's easy to fix. And that's how he said, just breed all good ones. So the average person would say, it's impossible. But we're not giving ourselves the best opportunity to try and breed the, the best ones. So this is what I come up with today. Okay, so I've been flying. I've been competing the last two years, last year and this year. But I've been flying since 19 flying pigeons so what I take from that is this I want you guys to take that take this as well this this as well if you breed not a 20 pair we're just going to say 20 pair and out of 20 pair see all the best birds keep coming out of the same um, 8 to 12 pair all the best birds so they say breed all the good ones. They say breed those birds, those eight to twelve pair, and then use those birds' offsprings as breeders once once they show they can um, perform good. Bring them in, try try them as breeders. And those birds you never see them get out of, always have problems. Stop playing with them. Stop messing with them. Get them out of there. I don't care what you do with them. I'm not telling you to kill them. Cause you know me, I don't condone just killing pigeons just cause just cause you feel like you need to do that. Um, but you need to remove them from your stock somehow. It might be somebody that just might want to just might want to deal with them, play with them, whatever it may be. You need to remove from your stock. Okay. So you're not replacing them birds with some of the birds off your best pairs, and those only birds you bring in. That's what I get from that. So all this stuff you be trying, these special color projects and all this stuff, man. If you stop doing that and just say, okay, these are my best pairs for sure. I got eight, I got 10 solid pair that's giving me high percentages no matter what. Okay, now, got me flying this bird, but sometimes you can't go two years. You can't because now you're risking the, taking the risk of losing that one and not having it. So the first season, if it's good, pretty good, bring that in. Bring, bring a pair of those in and get rid of the other birds. So... You work, work from the bottom up. Get rid of all of them. So you place with the birds that you know already are good in the air. That's that's the best way to do it. We breed all good ones. All of you good pairs. And so for the trimodels breeders. It's best to try those out as breeders. Because their parents have been so consistent. And, and everything. So try them as breeders. Some of them as breeders. Now. That's the easy part. Right. That's the, that sounds easy. But here's the, 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 the um, dilemma. If you breed all these good ones, and every time you have your eye on one, that's like it could make it to your stock off, and the falcon take it. Then you say, okay, you got another one. Okay, this one was the best one. I think I'm going to bring that one in today. Boop, it's gone. So now you have 
That was the first best one. Now you got the second and third one. Do you bring those in? Or do you wait till another one comes along? If you wait for the, that to come, come along like that every time, it's going to take a long time for you to replace the other birds. And you still, your know, loft has not moved forward yet. Unless the birds are young when you got time to play. Time to try try some stuff out. Now, what I've done, and it works for me. You don't have to do this, but it works for me. Is If I see a pair like that, I'm studying those birds on, in the hand, on the ground, everything. The type, feathering, expressions. I'm studying that, the, all the best ones. Trying to see if there's any kind of relationship with a relation as far as a pair about the um, the performance and body type and expressions that do it that would coincide with each other, they match up. So what I do is I would say, you know what? It's a little cock bird. The one I had the one I had was a better one. Was a cock some of this one, not always in color, but as far as physical makeup and the thing. Because let me take a chance to put this one aside. So and that's what I I do. You don't have to do this because you might be able to see what I see, but that's what I do. Uh, the problem with that is people are going to pick birds because what their pedigree say and not because what the performance traits of the siblings are and the, and the phenotypical traits of the siblings are. They're going to go by pedigree first and that's what a lot of dudes are failing. Don't do that. Just If this if this pair is not off no fairness birds pair but these birds are putting the birds up consistently every time you fly or breed, I mean fly every year they, they always got the best birds working and two or three of them like whoa Maybe I need to pull one some of this in, and some of them famous birds with these famous names that ain't gave me nothing. Get them out the way. They they they, they take no space. If they ain't gave me nothing two seasons, they get them out the way. Use some of that stuff that birds they gave you something, and and that's what I'm getting. That's why I get get from that now. Um, it took me to start flying competition to re to re realize that. I need to start bring bring birds in like that. If I hadn't start flying competition, I wouldn't pay attention to it like as much. But now, since I'm flying competition, I, I, I got to do this. That's what I have to do. So it's like I was telling people some stuff to do, but I wouldn't follow my own advice to the full to the fullest. I was going like seventy percent of my own advice and trying something else. So, and that's the thing. So, so now do what, what? What do people do? They can't spot the birds like that. They don't know which one. What do they do? Well, I'm gonna tell you like this: when a big corporation has a problem, right? Do you know what they do? They hire consultants to come help them get their problems in order. And these are billion-dollar, million-dollar corporations. That's what they do, right? If it can't be fixed with them, they will hire somebody to come in and help them solve their problems. Pigeon people, roller people, don't do that. They'll spend $500 for a bird with a big pedigree, but won't spend $25 to help maintain it. It don't make no sense. Um, I'm just saying, I mean, I, mean it's, I, can't, I can't figure it out. I can't get it. We know the Homer guys are spending thousands of dollars for pigeons. Oh, one pigeon here, not two. 20,000, 30,000, 10,000, 5,000. 
whatever it may be for one single pigeon. And if something's not right, they will get pay somebody to come in and help them get it straight. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's they, they spend the money to make the money. But as roller guys, won't we, we just keep going on saying we can do this, we're gonna bring in this, we're gonna bring in this, and it's all over the place. And it shows right now, it, sh- it shows. As I, fly, as I fly competition and I'm starting to watch the birds, the people's birds, it shows. It really shows. So, breed all good ones. It's, it's not as far as fetched as it sounds, but you gotta give your chance, yourself a chance to be able to breed all good by bringing in the birds off the good ones. What is a good one? Okay, good one. With pairs. We're gonna go by pairs. A good pair is a pair that can produce seventy percent or higher, as far as everything you want to see. Some pairs are produce hundred percent rollers, but sixty percent of what you really want. Which means birds don't produce birds don't kick. Um, birds that bump coming in or out, right? Birds that don't want to fly. Birds that drop early. Birds that just don't be healthy. See, they produce all that. But every single bird that gets to fly with them, it's gonna start rolling or spinning. But everything else is gonna come with it. So if we erase everything I just said about the negative side, and the ones that don't. And the ones that don't roll out, don't do all that stuff I said, but they're they don't come into the, they might not they could kick perfect, fly perfect, they have no problems nowhere but they just don't come into the spin at least the first season but most guys get rid of birds after that they don't, and all they gotta do is fly on the second season they might develop and be some of the better birds and that's another problem we have they want, everybody want all the birds to come in early that's fine but I like my bird I like my birds to start spending after flying three months just start just give me some short spins three to five feet that's all I really ask for them. ten feet max the first that's all we ask for them, the first season that's it and, and, and they ain't got to show their ability to work real hard either yet. The second season, I expect more of them. I need them to stretch it out a little bit more, get a little more kit sensitive, and, and with regularity with that kit sensitivity. And I need the stability to always be there, period. The kitten to always be there, period. The quality to always be there, period. No matter what they are. Those things I need them to have, period. You know what I'm saying? So now you done, you done got rid of all that other stuff. You got rid of non kitten. Got rid of the bumping. Got rid of birds landing early, right? You got rid of all this stuff. Um, birds that only flip when landing or flying. All that stuff is gone now. The quality is up there. All the other stuff is gone. So now you can concentrate on everything else. The depth, the kiss sensitivity, the frequency. You can concentrate on all that now. So who the parents is giving you that? You should be, you know that. Who are the pairs that's giving you them birds just like that? You gotta find up, find those pairs. You know what I'm saying? Once you find those pairs, and other stuff you gotta bring in more. Forget the part, forget the point that they might come in the next second season. If they come in and do everything you need them to do right, then bring it, bring it in. Do use them. This right here, this game, people try to make this a short-term thing. This is a long, this is the long game. You guys got to think about that. This is the long game. 
It's not the short game. People try and make this into the short game, but it's not the short game. It's still a long game. All right? So we got to breed accordingly and, and select accordingly. The best kits are the ones we got the mature birds in there. But some of these birds can't get to the point where they're mature, mature because of all the other stuff that go along, come along with them. Lying, kidding, bumping, rolling down, uh, not returning to kit fast enough, uh, not rolling properly. All that stuff right there, we got to exclude that from the program, period. Stop worrying about if it's out of this, if it's, out of this. If it's a good pigeon, it's a good pigeon. And there lies a problem. What, what do you call a good pigeon? So, okay, a good pigeon is a bird that does 80 to 100% of what you want to do as far as kidding, quality, and safety. Quality and safety. Everything else you can improve upon. You can increase frequency. You can increase depth. Increase depth. But those other three got to be there, period. They got to be able to kit. They got to have a good quality when they spin. And they got to be safe. When I mean safe, I mean stable. Not seldom. Stable. Seldom don't mean stable. All right? So, with them boundaries, we pretty good. We pretty much good. So, all good ones. Breed all good ones. Even if you got five pair that are real good. Breed off them pairs. Take the birds off them pair only. Those pairs only. And then you start getting enough. Bringing a good cock. Bringing a good hand. Okay, that's a pair. Okay, the, the, the bottom pair, gone. Whether that other pair can produce or not, bottom pair should be gone. It's not doing that for you anyway. Put that pair down. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you got to replace them. That's it. And that's and that's, that's all. It's just, that's, it's just that simple as far as getting the birds in place. I guarantee if you bring them, keep bringing birds off those pairs and only off those pairs and figure out the combination that works between those pairs, your, your, your law is going to start moving forward. You're going to start getting better. There's going to be some consistency in everything. Expression, type, Character, overall character, it's gonna be you're gonna, you're gonna get better. Stop paying attention to color that you like instead, instead of color that 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 works. Because sometimes, like this year, for myself, black grizzles been a problem. Black in my in my program this year, black grizzles. Whew, I don't know what it is. The black grizzles been hot this year, hot. I might have rolled two of them down, two of them are deep. And if they get up height, they, they, they don't have no problem. They don't bump, they don't do nothing. But when they come up with a certain light, yeah, they the most they they bump sometimes. And so, and I've never had it off these off these birds that that, that, that made them. I had a cock that threw birds that were really good. Not but he wasn't flown. I had a daughter off another cock that was excellent. Flew two years, came out right now. She's supposed to put it with this cock. And then he got birds up there. 70, 80 feet, and she was only 20 feet. But it could be because they double white heat. I'm not sure, but I think that's what it was. But anyway, so what, what you got to do is figure out those pairs, man. You know, figure out those pairs. Some dudes have be having all these kits. I don't see how you can have seven, eight, nine kits, and your first kit is looking like garbage. I mean, I don't see how that happened, how that's possible. And they say, oh, I got a heart problem. 
You got a heart problem, but you still got nine kids? What do you mean? I mean, it's not, I don't know, because when I have a heart problem, makes just having two or three kids is like a task. It's just keeping two or three. You need to be having nine kids plus babies coming out? Come on. I mean, sometimes I can read, you can read between the lines. It's like, this dude is just making excuses why them birds ain't rolling. Hawks don't stop picking rollers, good rollers from rolling. Hawks do not stop good rollers from rolling. Period. I'm telling you this because it don't. A good roller is still going to roll whether he can hit by the hawk or not. He might be a little nervous or whatever. But if his characteristics and his, t- and his temperament is right, he'll be, he'll be all right. Like dudes are flying pigeons and then one kid and he rips around like race. I'm just flying fast all over the place. Oh, they got hit by a hawk. I said, damn, my birds got hit by a hawk five minutes ago and they ain't flying like that. So, and then people say so, I listen to like, yeah, okay. It's the birds, it's not the hawk. And them dudes won't, they, they won't say that. So when is a good pigeon again? Like I said, that one that give you the least amount of problems and the, and the most out of the stuff you really want. Desire traits. That's what you gotta do. You gotta find them. They in your loft. <laughs> they in your loft. They breeding. You just gotta put them with the best birds, not the fa- the, uh, the ones you like or the famous birds. Your best birds. Figure out what's your best birds in there. Your best bird for depth, best bird for frequency. Which combination make your birds with depth and frequency with kids, kids sensitivity? You gotta, we gotta figure it out. I'm still refiguring out my birds right now. I'm figuring out quality of spin is not a problem. Frequency is not really a problem. It's the kid's sensitivity I, I gotta get back in check. I know that. See, I know that already. And I know it don't happen overnight. I know it don't happen overnight. So, and, I'm, and that's my, that's my, that's what I gotta do right now. I know I gotta do this. So, and that's, what, and that's the page I'm on right now. So, that's pretty much it. So, do you start from the nest? If you know it, if you read the birds right, you can. And I won't say do a lot of them. And only do it off certain pairs. The pairs you flew, I mean, you flew, bred, and, and they babies are giving you what you want in higher percentage. I will take a chance on one or two here and there. That's it. Not in the other stuff because it's from this person or because it's from that person or because it's off this pair to be said. That's a lot. That's the problem that a lot of guys made over the last 10 years out here. And that's their biggest problem. But with that being said, I'm going to call this one quits. So. What we gonna do? You guys know. We gonna select. We gonna breed. We gonna fly. We gonna select the game. And we gonna re- repeat. Keith Nunn and Religion out. Peace. <laughs>